I like not having to worry about sound. I don't have to worry. I just have to say, my, bring my pretty little face to the studio. <laughs> All set up. Let's just do a series of voices. That's what we're going to do with this one. So Lily's been working on debuting, debuting, debuting. She's first of all debuting her English, which has gotten much better. She's having three meetings a day with friends. What was the other thing I said? The bagel store? No, yeah, but deciding the question. Yeah, deciding the question. I've got to decide this question tomorrow. Are you recording? Yeah. Oh, thank God. Oh, thank comedy gold. What else is she debuting? I don't know. This is the meat of the podcast. Have you ever caught your profile reflection in the mirror? Yeah. 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 This is She's in Russia. I'm Smith. And I'm Lily. And we're both in New York for this episode. Again! Again. Together, again. We don't know the order this is going to come out, but we're recording this on April. The day of our Lord. What are we doing today, Smith? We're just going to talk. We're going to talk about Lily's experience of being in Russia, which is something that kind of, I mean, obviously it happens naturally when we're just talking to each other, but it also happens when we're, we're being interviewed by thousands of very highly esteemed publications. And we just, we normally do that during our interviews. We have, we have a lot. People want to know. So yeah, we're just going to, we're just going to have a conversation basically. I'm going to close my eyes and pretend Smith is far away in Brooklyn. I want to, the first thing I want to ask you about is the whole holding the liberal line thing. Remember how we were talking about that? Yeah. Do you want to explain first what that is? Sure. Holding the liberal line. That refers to when I am speaking to, like, I would say Russians on a spectrum, on a political spectrum. It basically has to do with how I consider myself politically, ethically, whatever, but mostly politically in Russia versus in the States. It's like a relativity thing. It's like in the States, I'm liberal, but I'm like on the spectrum. I'm like sort of more moderate or like, um, I don't know, like I'm not super radical because in Russia, like the political spectrum has shifted and more people are sort of generally what we would consider conservative. Like you have more traditional people overall, like the people that you meet every day, the people who, my favorite example, taxi drivers or like people, what else, how else do you meet people in everyday life? (laughs) On the bus. But you don't like talk to people in the grocery store about political stuff. But taxi drivers are a good example because you sometimes chat with them. Yeah. Um, And if you're me and you do that and you take a lot of taxis, because you're rich. <laughs> and you can splurge the 300 ruble. Like, not even. That's expensive. More like $3. And 
because of that because the spectrum being shifted towards the like overall more conservative my liberalness in the u.s is like more radically liberal there and but what's interesting is that manifests manifests itself in that like i don't seem radical but just like i spend more time explaining like very basic bitch liberal things you know like yeah like very basic things like example would be like feminism feminism is a good one like really really basic feminism of like a there is a problem you know patriarchy explaining like basic bitch patriarchy 101 um there's also like i guess you could you could go you could like sort of go further and be like race i don't spend a lot of time talking about like gay rights for example um i think that's like slightly more clear slash less talked about but like race and gender i talk about a lot because like in in a very sort of basic way because i'm just trying to like hold a line i'm like look there's some like some solid things that you need to understand here like we live in a certain type of system number one and then number two like with race it's more like trying to for, to bring the paradigm of race in america to russia and that like not trying to bring it but just trying to like explain <laughs> it stated here i, I want, think it works real well i want you too to feel what it feels like to have had slavery in your country <laughs> okay so it's not about bringing the paradigm but it's about like Okay, so let me back up a little bit. People reference American culture all the time in a lot of countries because of we're many reasons. We're number one. But many reasons. Like our pop culture is like the sort of like mainstream pop culture in the world. Our movies are whatever. Internet, music. I mean, it's true that other internets exist, but like at least Hollywood, there's like some dominating things. And for race, it's like some of the things that I deal with on a more daily basis are people like using the N-word in like a really casual way. Well, okay, using the N-word, the the English N-word, or the N-word that Russians use? I, to this day, don't really think there's a big difference, because there's, like, there are two different words. There's the word that you're referencing from, like, that movie, Asa, for example, which is, like, neger. I'm not going to say the other one. And that's, like, more with an E sound. Okay. And it, like, very much literally means black. Like, it doesn't mean black in Russian, because black in Russian is chorny. Okay. But it means like person of african descent sort of okay whereas like chorni is just like person who's darker that's the word they use to describe people from like central asia is can be used yeah okay like it can be used in like a derogatory but usually more joking derogatory way is what i've seen it because i've only seen that word be used to among friends like a friend like a russian ethnic russian calling their uh central asian descended friend black with the word for black in Russian or for that specific, like, N-word equivalent? No, no, black, chorni. Okay. okay. So you wouldn't use the N, that N-word with the, like, more E sound. You wouldn't use that to talk about Central Asian people. But it, so it is a more African thing. So, like, remember that movie Asa? They're talking about, talking about their, like, Soviet black person yeah who's like a jewish guy with black face with black face yeah it's really problematic but the reason why that word is different is because that word at least at that time at least in the soviet union which like remember like there's there is a lot of utopian rhetoric about around race about like everyone being included and a lot of like african students at the time and like a fair amount of african students a lot lot. we had three because of that like that word really was not offensive and isn't really offensive. But then there's an N-word that's like the American N-word. And it does sound different. And it's used, it's it's a co-opted in like liberal and non-liberal, but I think especially more like westernized Russian culture as like used with like a 
element of cool, like black coolness. Yeah. Like people that I know will like call like their friends or whatever acquaintances that n-word and it's basically an american n-word with a russian accent is that what it is or does it actually have a different letter in it i don't know how it's written but i think it's i think it's just an american n-word does it make you seize up a little bit uh, when you hear it i think it's like n-i-g-g-a i mean that's we kind of i feel like we kind of touched on this this like area of thought when we did the rap episode but in some ways like being black is cool We all know that's the case, but I'm more saying, like, I don't know if it is actually that, like, Russians shouldn't say that word. Like, the in their context, it literally is actually solely a positive thing, and like, they're they don't have that history with it, right? So, my so my this is what I do, and this comes back to what I mean by hold the line. I'm not, like, by nature, I'm not, like, a highly offendable person. Like, I don't go around, like, with my, like, liberal cross on my head being, like, stop, stop, stop. Because if I if I did that, I could not live in Russia. It's, like, not okay. <laughs> stop, stop. <laughs> You're also just, like, generally kind of, like, an aggressive relativist. Like, like you've been that way since we were in college. Aggressive relativist. <laughs> I've never heard that before. I like it. I don't mind it. So, yeah, and so that helps you when you live in a foreign culture. I think you have to be in a... I think my aggressive relativism has probably increased by living in a foreign culture because I think if you live in a foreign culture, you have to, like, have that yeah. in some way. Or else you just are like, I want you to be, like, my culture, and you just are constantly, like, converting people. So what I mean by hold the line is that, like, with race, it's more like people will say things... I mean, this happened recently in my office. Like, people were using that word casually, okay, and I kind of, like raised my eyebrows and like did a face because I was like more like because I think it's funny I'm like oh my god these like two white Russian girls are just being like (laughs) are just being like my nigga like you know what I mean I'm just like and I just kind of like blink and like raise my eyebrows and of course they look over at one point because they know that I'm like the American girl and that like I would have a reaction to this and they're like oh like Olivia doesn't like that and they like react to me and I'm like ah and some in this case, I didn't, like, get upset, but I was just, like, it was a case where I explained why that made me uncomfortable. I was, like, it makes me uncomfortable because that word, whether or not, like, you use it in a way that you use it, has a history and words have histories. And this is the history of the word. And I gave the little explanation, which I've done many, many times and, like, tried to explain to people because people will be, like, well, this is the Russians' favorite, like, the Russians. A lot of people's favorite <laughs> excuse for using for using this word is that black people use it. Well, black people use it to talk about each, each other. I'm like, but you aren't black in America. Like, you can't do that. In the process of explaining, if someone presses me, I can get, like, I can be, like, a little bit, like, just shut up. Uh, but a lot of times I let things slide. And, like, these are not, these are people, the people that I just described are people who are, like, very aware and like western-minded and they're not confused though they did just learn that peppy the frog is all right but peppy the frog is not originally all right and people still use right. it not in a right in a but, we, but pe- lots of people in my work environment use it in in chats and i i had a feeling that they weren't using it ironically but i had a little fear that they were like using it like ironically like from the all right but no they weren't they were just using it so there are things that are really like america specific too but with feminism that just like to go back to that for a second again holding the line means instead of like for for the most part instead of having like interesting nuanced conversations 
a lot of the time in like in my interactions with like people I'm not close with just like people in my work environment whatever if I were to explain something like feminism I have to start from like really ABCs like again like there is a system called patriarchy and that sucks because like and that really does suck I can understand why a lot of people would be like well I hate that I don't want that and like whatever but then you have like your pockets of you know closeness like your circle so that's the wider circle but within my inner circle I can like become more I can speak more nuancedly about it nuancedly nuancedly I mean you can but I also feel like at least I, I guess I don't I really only can speak about Nasia, but like Nasia has consumed enough liberal American media that like you don't have to, you can speak more nuancedly because she's already at the same baseline as you. You just have picked friends that like know all the stuff. Exactly. Already. I'm saying within my like inner circle, we can have more conversations that are like that go into more detail and that have more sort of layers because like but with but different ones, which is interesting because I have like different kinds of friends. I mean, I have close friends who are sort of like just learning about this stuff and like the concepts of basic concepts of feminism and it's it's interesting to talk to them as much as it is to like Nasty or Max it's like really steeped yeah isn't the whole holding the liberal line thing like a little soul deadening because I just like soul deadening yeah what I mean by that is I feel like whenever I'm put in a position where I have to like take on a role that I don't wouldn't naturally assume like that I don't actually truly believe it like makes me feel really off and weird and like for example when we have these like types of conversations in America you're you are much more like nuanced and subtle and it's like more on like a case-by-case basis and like we tend not to align actually with the liberal mainstream I don't think it's clear that like what I was trying to say is that like I will explain it's not just about being basic but I'll like like I'll explain the way I'll explain the general way that like I imagine you know like liberals in general think about feminism and like and like say that very be very clear about yeah. that and and that's what yeah. it means by hold the line i don't question it i'm like i'm not questioning no, anything yeah. there is an equality and, and that's all i know because yeah. i'm trying yeah. to get that point across yeah. right like i'm sacrificing nuance for getting the point across whereas in the states amongst people that i that are on the same page as me that are already liberal i'm gonna like it's not that i'm less liberal it's the, or, or more moderate or something it's the whole relativism thing or like not holding any line and like trying to question everyone's line a little bit like poke them a little bit and so when I do that it can come off that if I'm poking a liberal like person who is saying the things that are like more just like the liberal slogans it's not a liberal line it's like a so like following a liberal like millennial logic of inclusion and identity politics to their sort of like extreme conclusions um i will often like question people that i'm friends with and just like try to understand why they think that and like maybe like maybe argue with them a little bit not because i don't fully don't agree with them or something like that but just because like i can like i'm standing on the same ground as them so we can like have more of a no no no, i understand understand. whatever i i think i guess maybe i'm starting to question if that is actually a good tactic like the I have to hold the liberal line in one context and then I can be more nuanced in another context like maybe it's okay if like you know because like the nuanced line is also a line 
and it's somewhere else besides the like liberal line right and like what if you just like go to the nuance line and you're like this is what I actually believe and I'm just going to talk about it in this way and like if I can bring people to that line then that's a good line to be at because that's where I am and I think it's a good line like why do you have to go to like the extreme annoying like me too bullshit line and then like drop back down I to don't, where you actually I don't be? necessarily go to the me too and go to that line all the time because the the problem is there, there's you can't just like you have to be careful when you're questioning things like um if you are generally liberal and generally like want to include all people and want equality for all people like that you have to be careful about if you're going to question that line a little bit in an environment of people who may not fully agree with you you can very they, they can very easily like co-opt what you're saying um and use it kind of in like a way that's like not what you intended i mean i don't think do do you see what i'm saying like it can be like it's it's like us how we sometimes sound i'm not gonna include this but how we sometimes sound like like intolerant yeah like i think that you when we're like god just we hate identity politics it's such bullshit or like or i guess okay i hear what you're saying but like with the me too example people would were making fun of like a lot of that like the harvey weinstein weinstein like people were definitely questioning the Harvey Weinstein thing and being like this just seems like over the top and like I I think that I conceded at some point was like I agree like there are over the top elements and I think that it's like being taken to like an absurd extreme or something like that so I can sometimes say that and I can acknowledge that with with Russians it's not like I always have to be like yes me too is important but I will like basically the point is I will argue the importance of me too, me too more readily with with like sort of general people in russia than i will here yeah you know you reference that we tend to be like more intolerant than other people i don't think we should advertise within within like a certain subset of liberal people we're very tolerant i wouldn't say we're in maybe in intolerant we are intolerant of like a certain subset of behaviors for sure not as interested in identity politics as a lot of people yeah we're also just not not, intolerant we're not well we're intolerant uh yeah i think that's a actually i know you don't want to use the word intolerant because it has a lot of connotations but we're not intolerant of like people in certain demographics we're intolerant of certain behaviors okay behaviors but we're by intolerant that doesn't mean that we like attack anyone or do anything no, about it It just means no. we're like we don't like that behavior yeah <laughs> we stab you when you do it <laughs> but we don't like persecute people who no, identify this whole like when you come back and we in the conversations like this take place oftentimes you get accused of being out of the loop well, I'm accused of being out of the loop about a lot of things. Like, I didn't know that we we're supposed to use ways for our maps. I was accused, instead of being like, oh, you don't use that because you don't use that, I was accused of being out of the loop. Right. You see, because I'm in Russia. Right. Or what's another example of something I didn't know? News that happens, like U.S. news. Like, maybe, like... Like, the Me Too thing, you really didn't know what was happening. Then. I didn't know what was happening, yeah. but I definitely knew about it. That reached Russia, yeah, yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. Um okay so you're saying you're saying like and and my politics are considered being out of the loop but i don't think it's out of the loop i think that i'm nervous about the concept of people thinking i've been like russified which is very like possible because i think that i'm not changing my like political beliefs or positions or anything that much i think they're just developing naturally as i like get older and sort of like solidify them um, especially cause like I'm in conversation with you a lot. I mean, they just, they, they depend on a lot, a lot on that. And I think like, 
their changing has more to do with my personal change, like my personal development than like something someone in Russia is telling me. Right. So if, if somebody gets in a conversation with me and I'm like maybe questioning some of their like very in liberal biases or some biases, bias, biases, biases, biases. Dioceses, um, <laughs> archdiocese, <laughs> the archdiocese. If I'm questioning their liberal biases, instead of thinking, "Oh, that's just Lily questioning things," which she's always done, they might say, and this is my fear. No one said this, but in their minds, they might be like, "Is like Putin getting to her? Is Russia getting to her? Are her like, you Putin's know, weekly tutoring <sighs> lessons are really going to her head?" <laughs> yeah, seriously. Me and Putin have lunch every Thursday. Very good. So that's a fear that I have that I don't know how justified it is. But, like, the other thing is the fact that I'm in Russia does affect my, like, political thinking. And I think it affects it. I used to think it affected it only to make me more, like, radicalized towards the liberal line. You're never going to be radical. Okay, whatever. (laughs) But I'm saying, like, I think at least, like, I remember last year for sure when I was sort of, like, we've talked about this before. I wasn't educated in feminism ever formally and I have a lot of problems with that and like anger that and by that I mean like we were not given canon texts at any point in our lives including at Reed College for any reason unless you were to seek out a like gender studies class which I am I think maybe existed but like do you, must do you remember existed. it must have existed but do you remember hearing about it I remember hearing no. about like social social what is it we called? were just like at the very very beginning of all that stuff and i'm kind of glad like <laughs> kind of glad that we is you know that it's like a shit show at read i right know now. it's a shit show at read but i'm talking about the, bef- i'm not talking about the protest stuff. no I'm i know about, like, but i think that th- that's wrapped up in it like i'm sure now that they're like trying to have like more like queer studies classes but we but gender studies i think there was a class but the fact that you have to seek it out in order to like like in order to you know engage with those engage ideas. with those ideas is fucked up and we've talked about that before yeah, yeah, but just saying yeah. it again um so given all that like all, it's only been in the past few years which i've spent in russia that i have even like started to educate myself in these ways and that and i think that that's important because it's like you could say like i feel like th- for me that has been a process of it has it has something to do with this like liberal line holding thing, but it's like I'm just developing my I'm like developing on my own, but the, because I'm in a foreign culture that's like more obviously or more um, openly traditional gender wise, gender relationship wise especially, it's easier to see these little moments of inequality or whatever like it's it's more visible okay than maybe in like your office i actually wanted to ask you about that this is actually something we've never talked about but i'm curious does that like you know lily <laughs> she just put both fingers up her nostrils and blew <laughs> i want to see if i can block them and you just can't <laughs> i wanted to ask you like do you think do you see, like, the specific type of Russian traditional gender norms affect your personal relationships? Like, you're dating somebody right now. Like, do you see that in it? And, like, do you like participating in that in some way? Like, does it feel like you're like, I'm having a Russian relationship? Um. Okay, right now, I don't feel like our dynamics are particularly 
masculine, feminine, traditional with the person I'm dating right now. Let me just think about that for a second. I, I just like I've dated several Russians, as you know, men. And oh boy, folks, is that a list? We go. <laughs> and I definitely have experienced like more traditional gender roles with some of them. Okay. Um, and most of that has been negative, though I know what you mean with like the kind of enjoying it thing. I mean, there is a sense of like, just with my cur- the current person that I'm dating, we don't really like play into those things. Like, we both pay for everything equally. We both, I don't know what other like things there are. Yeah. Well, I remember when you dated that like boy child <laughs> and you would like try to be the like sugar mama person and he would, oh, was yeah, not into it. Guy? Yeah. yeah. The, <laughs> so those are Lily, the same person. Lily did, yeah. Lily, he's not a clown. No, he's not a clown. Lily dated as somebody who's both his parents for clowns. That is an amazing story. <laughs> That might be one of my favorite stories. So uh, we didn't date for that long. And I only, I mean, I'm happy that it happened for like the story. But um, Andy was like a beautiful boy. Yeah, he's beautiful, like high cheekboned Slavic boy who, and we're saying boy because he was like 19 years old and I was like 23. Yeah. It's not great. It's not, it's not crazy though. 19. Consent. Definitely there. Pedophilia is not a joke. <laughs> not a joke. Well, okay. So one of the important aspects of our dynamic is that he was still a student. I don't even think when we were dating that he was really working or maybe he was working a little bit, but I don't remember. I feel like he was just like, he was like studying and like he lived with his mom. And that's perfectly like normal. And especially when you're, if your parents live in the same city that you're studying in, then you will live with them. Like that makes sense. And that's like socially acceptable. The traditional gender dynamic that was happening with us was, well, one thing was that I just like wasn't aware of it until too late, as they say. <laughs> but so we're just like having this little romance and I, I had a nine to five job and he would like come over after he would like be at school all day. But because I was making money and he wasn't and I was making like a good amount of money for a person of my Stature. age yeah <laughs> you know with like any expenses or anything no kids I wanted to live my like little bourgeois lavish life that like means like go out to restaurants and like take taxis and go to show you know shows or whatever like not shows but maybe like see things cultural things okay. plays whatever and because I have this like hot boy obviously I want him to come with me so I started playing up this kind of like sugar mama role and also at the time I was writing oh no I didn't I don't think I had a nine to five job then because I think at the time I was doing those like you were tutoring I think I was tutoring and doing I I would write reviews for in your pocket like I would go that's not a job (laughs) first of all shut up the reason I think I was still I want to talk about tutoring later but continue the reason I think I was tutoring, I, I only did the tutoring slash like uh, tourism writing, like reviews and yeah. stuff like that, restaurant reviews and show reviews. I only did that for like a total of four or five months. Like of all really? Of, Wait, really? Yeah. From like September to when Damn, my passport got a, stolen. That was a good turnaround. <sighs> yeah, I'm proud of it. But okay, so let's say I was doing that. I think I was doing that. So one of the things with that job was like, I'm I'm writing in English like a booklet for tourists okay um they a lot of the the things i would write about i would write about one thing that's funny is i would write about shows that i never went to <laughs> like m- any music or art show i literally wouldn't go to it i would like look at it online and then write a review about as it. as if you had been there 
Yeah. Uh, it, well, well, not as if it's not you, like from the first you, person, why but do like you just go. Well, with the shows, I just like wouldn't have time, or okay. like they, they they like they would have already happened. <laughs> you know, like they didn't give me tickets. Okay. It was like a small. It's a small production. Yeah. Doesn't have a lot of money, but they would give me like money to go eat so for restaurants which is good because that's the only thing i care about for restaurants i could actually review them so like that was fun and like the reviews were tiny they were so small they were like maybe 200 words so for the shows like it was more just me telling it's not a review it's just like a blurb how much were they paying you for 200 words like anything i don't remember but I, I honestly don't remember, but it, because I did all the texts in, like, each thing, basically, it was, like, it was enough, plus my, like, tutoring it was, like, a side gig. The point is that, like, I'm doing this, like, kind of, I'm I'm still making plenty of money, but I'm doing this, like, giggy kind of work. But because of these, like, restaurants and also sometimes, like, sometimes I went to, like, a concert or something, I would, like, have free tickets also. So it's not just about me, like, being a sugar mama and, like, laying out the money. It would also be, like, oh, I have, like, you know... I can like take a friend and go eat at this restaurant. Let's go eat at this like really fancy Russian yeah. restaurant. Oh god! Um, and I would take him along with me. And like anyone in the right mind would have been like, "This is great. I yeah. love this." But because he was like not only like traditional in a sort of like basic Russian way of like being raised to think that like men should be manly in these ways and have certain behaviors and women should be feminine in certain ways. He it's not only that. He's just really young. I mean, he was so young that he didn't like hadn't maybe fully formed what he thought but um apparently while this was happening he was like feeling emasculated by the whole process and namely emasculated by the fact that he was never paying for anything i mean it had to be like a financial thing because i was always like taking him out to like different things and like being like i got this and my feeling has always been very rational in that kind of situation like I mean, I prefer to split with my friends. Like, we'll take turns paying with you. We take turns paying when we're together, like, for each thing. But, and with romantic partners also, I like to do that. And it's just easy. But if somebody, I, my rational thing is, like, if somebody's making, like, way more money than the other person, then, like, my feeling is that it's totally, like, logical and, like, not a problem for the person making more money to pay more. Right, because you want you want to have that experience as a person person who's making like enough money to have those experiences and you don't want it to be like a stressful stressful financial burden for the other person if they're not making a lot of money. right because i don't want them to be like oh i can't join you on that thing because i don't have enough money yeah. to do that it's like well that's okay i'm just gonna yeah. do that because i do well, did he tell you later that he felt emasculated he didn't use that word but he first of all he didn't tell me anything during but later the when we were breaking up which was like one day he just bro- he broke up with me this is great <laughs> <laughs> this is really great after a few months of dating you're not, this, you're like, not allowed to bring up he boy comes is like i can't do this anymore it was very dramatic and and sad because like i because rejection is always hard no matter who is rejecting you so i was upset because also i have like unreasonable attachment to people that makes no sense he broke up with me with the uh premise that He's breaking up with me because we weren't in love. Right. And remember, he's 19, so he really yeah. wants to be in love. Yeah. And I understand that. And he was like, I am not like head over heels in love with you or whatever that feeling is that he imagined that maybe he had had a glimpse of with yeah. someone else, whatever. Mm-hmm. And he was like, well, I don't want to like, to him, it was like a waste of time for us to be together. <laughs> I guess he's got to get married in like the next three years. <laughs> yeah. Um. And, and I was just like, all right, like that. I had all my sort of like logical arguments for why it didn't matter, why we didn't have to be in love and all this stuff. 
did it work? But I mean, I mean, I've I had them in my head, and maybe I said some of them, but I was just like, I mean, he was making it very clear that this just wasn't going to happen. He was just like, I also just like don't feel comfortable. I feel like you're. He literally used a word that's like, I don't remember the word in Russian, but I remember looking it up, and it's like, it's like a kept man. Oh, interesting. He was like, I okay. feel like, like I don't like the dynamic of feeling like I'm your like little hot like sex toy kept man yeah. boy <laughs> and you're like this high powered well, maybe you should be less sexy and less 19 yeah. isn't it funny that i was also like how could i be like high powered <laughs> like i'm like i do <laughs> but um but you know i give off those vibes and he also i think also i think his mom had like said something about it or like would make jokes about it or like had said had, had put that had teased yeah. him about that and like put that in his mind maybe because he was like always going out with me and she was like what are you doing with your like rich american like yeah. princess <laughs> and and he he was maybe just like uh like i need to prove myself not only do i need to be in love but i also need to be like the man who's like he, be a good he, clown. he did say that and that's kind of like the sad sincere thing that i don't want i'm not like making fun of him because like he felt sincerely that like he hadn't earned this is the words he used he was like i haven't earned these experiences like i want to be able to work hard and like you know like do something before yeah. i'm like living this kind of life yeah. which is wasn't that fancy like we, were, we would think we were like drinking champagne on a yacht every night we're like wow i made the champagne we go to like a restaurant where the dishes are like 25 dollars this kind of life but really i mean i'm not yeah. i'm not no, laughing no, at I him know, but that is like what it's he, a very sincere feeling he had and this also it's a sincere feeling and he um i think especially that's like it's nice when people who are young who you know obviously like spend a lot of time being sarcastic dickwads can be like sincere and he was being sincere and he doesn't come from money so like he yeah. has like a, it's yeah. a very drastic yeah that's fair. difference in lifestyles um i wanted to ask you about if you could re harken back this time but hark hark basically like the beginning time like the decision to move to Russia okay. and then like what your mental state was there. Cause like, uh, at least from my perspective, like it's, it's only been very recently that I like really was like, okay, she lives there. Like, I think that the combination of doing the podcast, which I benefit now directly from you being there and like <laughs> actually going and visiting you and like seeing you there and the fact that you have like a real legit job. But like for a long time, there was definitely on my half and I think a lot of people is like all right that's enough like come back now. I remember that yeah. for a long time and like I remember right after Trump got elected I was really on that train I was like all right come you know like it's time to come back I think because like we lived together and we were doing like the whole partner thing and then like you went to Russia you mean in college we lived together yeah in college and then you went to Russia pretty I mean we had that summer together and then you left for russia and at the time it was like oh i'm gonna try to do six months like that's the yeah. amount of time that's like not embarrassing to do yeah like if i can make it six months and now that's like, what i said right yeah okay. that's what you no, said I, I don't remember what i was telling people because you know these are the little things that you yeah but, tell yourself and other people yeah and and i think also it's like you would you would study abroad there which feels like a temporary thing because like you're a student and you like go for a set amount of time and it kind of feels like a long time but it's not really that long so you like went and then like you're like tutoring and like you're living in that like weird house with a bunch of gamers, oh, computer gosh. gamers, and like 
it did obviously didn't feel real then it had only been like five months and we were like just out of college so we like still thought we were in college but we weren't yeah shitty and now it's now it feels like very legitimate and i'm wondering like it feel if it started feeling legit legitimate to me not that long ago but i wonder at what point it felt like to you like oh i'm going to be connected to russia for the rest of my life which is how it how i interpret it now yeah i don't remember there being like one point that it changed like that but i i agree like around the election was rough because i came home I quit my job. So I had this this job for a year and a half that I didn't really like, but I just like was doing it cuz it was like this is my um kind of like what what do you call gateway. This is my like gateway into like a more sort of corporate setting and I can do different I can like spin this work that I'm doing cuz it was like I was working in a tech company in some capacity, so yeah. I could spin that in, like, lots of different ways and be like, yeah, I worked at a tech company for a year and a half. Like, I was hello. an engineer at a tech company. Yeah. <laughs> I was an engineer. I was a product manager. I could do whatever you want me to be. Um, okay, but so the point of that is just that, like, I, d- I had this job, and I definitely never liked it. I think that, like, I complained about it, but I was always just like, okay, like, eventually I'm going to have to do something else. And then when I went home for the inaugurations, inauguration, um, I went over Christmas and I decided to stay out the whole month of January. I quit that job while I was still in the States and I was like, okay, now I'm, I don't have a job and I'm going to stay for the inauguration. I was very like present in the U S and I also was like a little bit freaked out at that moment because I was like, I don't have like a thing calling me back to Russia. Yeah. Um, at that time I didn't have a cat or a boyfriend or a job <laughs> so it's yeah. like i don't have anything calling you back or except for, ha- you had an apartment i had my apartment yeah. but i didn't have anything like um except for my friends and like love for the city which is what i always had yeah so when i moved i also didn't have a cat a boyfriend or a job and that's important because i think a lot of people do move for like certain like things like i got a job there so i'm moving there i got a whatever and my thing was always very like stubborn like i just have to do this and make it happen and like i so, okay, so in January of 2017, right? Yeah. We're, like, going to protests and stuff. And I, c- I can understand why your your attitude was, like, time to wrap that up. And I, like, remember you saying things like that and me being kind of, like, upset by it because yeah. I was just, like, still not able to convince people around me that this was, like, the thing. Yeah. And not that that matters. Even if I still couldn't convince, I was still going to do it. So yeah, no, I know. I know. It just had, it was but just... That probably didn't feel super great that I, like... Well, it does. Yeah, you obviously want like stacking nails over there. (laughs) I got my. I'm gonna need a short stack of nails. (laughs) Um, So, like, obviously, you want your loved ones and like close people around you to fully support what you're doing, rather than being like, "Can you stop now?" Um, But the "Can you stop now?" comes from a place of like, we want you to be here because we want to be around you. I know it comes from that, but of course it comes from that. But it also comes from a questioning of the legitimacy of what I'm doing. Yes. So yeah. you just said that yourself and yeah. now you feel like it's more legit. But like I had to live for a couple of years without people thinking it was legit and yeah. just being like powering yeah. through. Yeah. And I did that. Um, but in, t- in terms of the moment, I ended up going back. I had a really, if you remember, I had a really shitty spring of 2017. Yeah. I was like, I moved out of an apartment. I got a cat. I had a cat and didn't have a place to live and didn't have a job for a few months. Yeah. So it was really shitty. So like relatively it wasn't shitty. 
for being aggressive relatives. I wasn't starving. Um, and, and I do have friends and people really helped me and like I stayed with people and inconvenienced them, etc. That was also a time of like intense self-doubt because like I was looking for a job. I was like pretending that I was you know, like, pre- when you're looking for a job, you have to pretend a lot that you can, like, do things. Unless you're, like... Yeah, looking for a job is definitely, like, a soul crushing. Yeah, unless you're, like, really... I mean, no offense, but unless you're, like, a very qualified, like, programmer who's in demand everywhere. Which I, I'm i not saying it's easy for you to look for a job, but I do feel like if you if you can work in something that's in demand, then, like, it's... You're not pretending. You're, like, well, I know... Here's my, like, GitHub. I know how to do yeah, this. And then... Yeah. But I'm, like... I don't really have like a specialization. So I'm just sort of being like, well, I'm smart and I have worked in a tech company before in some ways. So I can like do that again. So I was like, I was like positioning myself really intensely, like as different things that I now don't do. Um, And you were helping me and Grace was helping me. And like, it was, it was an intense time of self-doubt because I was just like, this i'm really forcing this whole being in russia thing like i'm forcing it it's it's not it's not like natural you're easy like i'm running out of money and i don't have a job and i'm trying to get a job like in something that is like not clearly my area of expertise which is like product marketing and i don't want to sound like a fraud but I I felt a little fraudy in the sense that like I th- I think a lot we of people were, do like, feel 24, this four twenty five or whatever like you'd had one so young <laughs> yeah but like we'd all you know we like we'd all had one job that like didn't actually have anything to do with what we went to school to do and it just still felt fake the whole thing felt a little bit fraudy I was like maybe I should just like wrap up this show you know yeah. like I mean I didn't have that I I tamped that thought down a lot I was just like no 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 I'm here I'm here that's what I want to do because people would be like oh like. Like, I was just like, yeah, I'm looking for a job in tech in Russia. That was, like, the the things. And it's, like, has... And that's when I started to get the idea of, like, wanting to work in Russia and the U.S. And being, like, that would be ideal. Remember, yeah. we talked about that yeah. a lot. Yeah. And, like, basically, I do think it had to do with... Not right away when I got the job that I have now, but a little bit after that, I started to really feel more confident. Your question was, like, when did I realize that... Realize that it felt more legit or something yeah or that oh the russia would be a part of my life i mean forever i'm trying to remember like if i doubted that i think that like the only thing that could have like it's not reasonable to do what i was doing last spring and like it's not that it's not that unreasonable but it's a little bit like that's what i mean by forcing so i must have been driven by this idea that like at least at that time maybe it was still the idea that i just want to be here not the idea that like it's always going to be a part of my life. But I think that's when that idea was really solidly forming because that's when we were talking about me trying to work partly in America and partly in Russia. So I was really getting that idea of like, it will always be part of... We've been talking about that for longer than that. That was like something that we started talking about, like I feel like a few months after you were there almost. No. We were talking about it when you were at that first job for sure. Okay, but that was like... Because they were thinking about opening an office in California. Remember that? There was definitely like we want to open a California oh, or in the, the Philippines, and you're like, oh, oh hope yeah, it's America. There, there was like a there was another. Oh, that reminds me that this makes me seem like this makes me feel like this is never gonna happen. Um, yeah, there was like definitely like this like promise, like sort of false promise thing yeah. about opening an office, yeah. yeah, outside of Russia. But um, I yeah, so we've had that idea floating around for a while, but. But I I think that that idea that Russia is going to be part of my life and I'm going to like want to live here for some time 
it's only been like becoming more and more clear but the idea has been around for a while but not right away because the first like six months let's say like when I first moved there I mean that was a little bit bleak but I mean yeah I mean that that's not not I don't know if that's actually specific to Russia because I feel like that time period is bleak across the board regardless of what you're doing but then it's like being in Russia like it's compounded with doubt like why am I in Russia and the versus ta- like anybody could have that feeling about anywhere they are because they just graduated from college and they don't know what the right fuck so the doing. time period is graduating from college what's funny is that I consciously was like like oh I'm gonna move to Russia and like do that which I want to do and that will be my thing so that I won't have like the self-doubt that like I'm not doing privileged college kids have when they graduate from college and they don't know what to do I was like well I know what I'm doing I'm moving to Russia so I can have my self-doubt quietly abroad and no one will know (laughs) what what about the guy that you met at the flea market (laughs) tell that story real quick please quick like I don't even know what to tell you. He, you met a guy at a flea I market. I met a guy at like a Christmas flea market, holiday flea market. It had that like feeling of like, oh my God, it's exciting. Like a stranger's talk, like when strangers are meeting and they're like drinking hot chocolate and you feel like this is something serendipitous. And because he was like loud and talkative, uh, I, yeah, I felt like it was a thing in the moment. Yeah. So I gave him my number. Okay. And were you speaking English or Russian? Probably a little Russian, but my Russian wasn't as good at the time, so he probably, like, also spoke English. Uh, not that I couldn't speak Russian, but he probably realized I was foreign and then was like, I speak English, which is, like, a big theme. And then we... Is this the one that we went, like, we hung out a couple of times, but one time we hung out... Uh, cringy. Well, we went on a walk, and he was, like... I feel like he was talking about stuff. He, uh, We went on a walk... We were like on some kind of a date-esque thing because we were going on a walk and we hadn't just met up. And I don't remember what we were talking about, but I feel like at some point there was some stall in apologizing. Do you remember that? Oh. There was something that made me uncomfortable yikes. and I was just, <laughs> yikes. And I was just like, I don't like this like person really. And I just don't, they're not interesting and they're like maybe apologizing for Stalin and I just feel uncomfortable with the whole thing but then he like excuse me I'm apologizing for Stalin then for some reason he just like he was sleeping over and like I didn't ask him to sleep over but I think maybe he wanted to sleep over and maybe was like can I sleep over and I was like "Ah." this was in the first apartment and I I think I was just like with Nazia or the first 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 apartment apartment. and I think I was just like well like okay like I can you know if I don't want to like sleep with this person then I'll just not do that and that's fine and they can sleep over like the person doesn't want to maybe they like live far away or something and you know the metro closes and they don't want to take a taxi because at that time like I guess I was friends with people who are too poor to take taxis I don't know what's happening (laughs) um I gotta get all those poor people out of my life uh but yeah and then he just was like I don't remember why but yeah I like decided he was sleeping over and I allowed it didn't like rebel yeah and then he just like took off his clothes and was wearing very fitted tidy whities and i mean tidy whities i don't mean i don't mean boxer briefs were they white they were white and they were not boxer briefs they were long they were like yeah no underwear yeah. and <laughs> that's like really graphic yeah and then he like and he has like i mean he has a cross because a lot of russian men have crosses and he like just gets into bed and he's like and his tidy whities and his like back is facing me and it's like hairy and i was just like i hate this but it was okay wait but didn't he turn was he the one that turned out to be a scientologist or that was somebody else 
Oh. Or like some sort of like... That's the story you want. This is just a tiny, tiny story. Si- oh my God. I dated such <laughs> freaks. Okay, I dated a Christian freak who woke up after like this intense crazy night was like... And like crazy night and we got really drunk and like slept together. Mom. <laughs> um, maybe, I don't know. We can't include all these things. My mom doesn't know that I'm a slut. Um... After this night that we, I spent with this boy, he woke up and, like, felt, like, guilt before God because we weren't married. And I was like, what? He was, like, not, he didn't give any vibes or red flags of being, like, super Christian at night. all at night. Yeah. And then, why would he even express that, was, that guilt to you? He was, like, he woke he, up and he was like, what was he doing? He was just like, oh, God, I just don't know. I feel bad. I think he was just hungover, but he was, like, using God as, like, the hungover excuse. And then... <laughs> And then, then there's a Scientologist who uh, I still maybe have a tiny soft spot for, but I mean, yeah. Wait, no, so I dated I, a Scientologist. But, but I thought the tiny whiteys guy was also had some sort of like he told you to visit some website that was oh. weird. Yes. What was on that website? There was something the, off there. The, this might be the Stalin apologizing thing that I'm confusing. Like maybe it wasn't, maybe it was something political. Maybe it wasn't Stalin apologizing, but he was telling me about something and I was like, yeah, just look at, watch this movie. And it was like completely a conspiracy theory movie. <laughs> He's like, yeah, they tell you the truth there. And I was like, okay. And I like looked at it and I was like, oh no. <laughs> was before, oh, no. before you land sleeping your bed? I think it was because I think that I was like extra, I think I was like, I maybe even was like, doesn't, I don't know. Maybe I expressed my doubts about that movie, but actually maybe I think he, I know he talked about it then. Then maybe he, I felt uncomfortable. He slept over, he left. And then maybe I fully looked at the movie the next day and was like, oh no. <laughs> but I mean, really dodged a bullet there. I mean, we didn't hang out for much longer uh, and we never slept together. Thank God. Thanks for listening. As always, subscribe to us on Twitter, Arena, Telegram. Be sure to sign up for our monthly image-based newsletter at she'sinrussia.com. If you have any questions or concerns about Russia, give us a call at plus one, three, four, seven, two, nine, two, seven, one, two, six. If you're not U.S.-based and don't want to spend the money, then you can leave us a message on Skype also at She's in Russia, and we will see you next week.